Welcome to Punchboard Paradise, coming to you from the heartland of America in Omaha, Nebraska, where we discuss the world of tabletop gaming, the topics that affect the board game community, and give honest and fair reviews of the industry's hottest game. In episode 89, the Punchboarders talk about some recent plays, we reach in for a question from the mailbag, and continue our draft of the alphabet from letters... Q through T. Hey, everybody, I'm Clef. Hey, I'm Chad. I'm Richie. Smooth. smooth. Yeah, How's that? Like yeah, I was trying smooth. to be, I was trying to fit it. Oh, man, after after take 76. Uh, yeah, after that intro, we need yeah. some smoothness. Let's, let's, let's not talk about how many. I mean, I was flat. Oh. I was flat the whole time. Yeah. I think part of the reason that I'm also so chill and relaxed is that we just had such a great, relaxing, fun weekend. Oh, Real nice wonderful. and relaxed. Had a couple of friends that invited us all out for kind of just a kind of a gaming get together weekend, which was just yeah. awesome. I mean, just absolutely awesome. We played uh, played a lot of games, a lot of games, uh, really good. Games. When I got home, I just slept for two days, basically. <laughs> it was yeah, there was a lot, not a lot of game of playing. Sleep. No, not a, not a lot of sleep going on. I think it was I think it was Sunday that I came out and I heard Clef go. Well, yeah, I'm kind of just gamed out, and I was like. <gasps> What? Yeah, and Clef goes, happens. yeah, for like two hours, I don't really want to game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very long. <laughs> no, I was gamed out at like three or four. Whenever our, we played a seven-player game of Cosmic Encounter, Yeah. and after that, I was just like, like I'm good. I'm good. There, There is a point now where I think it's you need to have... The problem with when you try to cram a big weekend that quick is you want to kind of sprint. You know, it's like, okay, I got to play a big game. I got to play a game. Mm-hmm. I got to play... It, you know, not that we have time for this, but if we had like a longer period of time, it would be better because then you could play, do a little relaxing, maybe go watch a movie, you know, then go back and play another game. You know, you could you could spread it out a little bit. But when we have these, you know, like cons the same way, you yeah. know, you get there and you're like, I just got to play as many games as I possibly can as in quick as amount of time as I can. Yeah. And right. Yeah. It can get. But still was nice. It was good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. You know, game wise. Gaming over, but the, the weekend was just fantastic. Did so, you have any favorite games you played then? Uh, well, our game of food chain that Richie... <laughs> I wasn't even going to bring it up. Brockman I felt and, bad. Uh, 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 Mason. Oh, you yeah. got your son's name, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's who else it was. Uh, no, it was... Uh, we were a little rusty. That's oh, all I'll say. Very rusty. We were just a yes. little rusty. Should have been in the game like, I played, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You would have done very well. Um, <laughs> Uh, Jessica would not have a, been very happy because there were more take backs in that game than there were a uh, lot of take backs. Wow, <laughs> a lot like, of take backs. Like, uh, oh, whoops! I totally I just hired this person and I can't pay him. Hey, <laughs> it was, a um, waitress laid as a no, uh, no, 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 no. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry, I just meant the card. Yeah, okay. uh, no, uh, food chain, uh, Wildcatters. Wildcatters was really good. That game. was a great game, and that's the first time I've ever been able to play Wildcatters without having to go through a teach. Yeah, first, like a new player at the table. Yep. And that just that hummed. It did. That was good. It just we just boom. And in fact, we got done with that game fast. Yeah, yeah you really guys were fun. having fun. I can't so. remember. We, I was sitting next to you watching that game. I don't remember what I was playing, but well, uh, he was still in the Great Zimbabwe. Technically, oh, that's for right. Part yeah. of the game. Yeah, Oof. he was. He was doing that. Was like, yep, I remember that now. But I don't know what you guys played after. I don't remember. Either, I, I don't so. remember either. But yeah, yeah, that was good too, though. I enjoyed that, except for the part where Clef went and played another game. At the same well, time. <laughs> okay, what happened is I was playing a Great Zimbabwe, and I love the Great Zimbabwe. Mm-hmm. I am bad at the Great Zimbabwe. <laughs> You've never, I won. have never won. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, you know, certain games you just like, like Food Chain. I can see well normally. I can see pretty good on what's yeah. going on, but Great Zimbabwe, I just for some reason. I understand it and I get it and I know what to do, but yet it's still just as, is tough on me. And there just came a point where we were playing a five player game of great Zimbabwe, which might be a little much. I think that might be a better as a four player, but yeah. we were playing a five player and, and a little rusty on the teach. And I was, I was very rusty on the teach and I told everybody going in, mm-hmm. I'm a little rusty here. Thankfully I had Mason who could teach it a little bit better. Right. So, but, um, but at some point um, somebody said, Hey, let's play Wildcatters. And I was like, Ooh, I'm in on that. I was like, get it set up. <laughs> and then before I knew it, they had it set up and they were ready to go. And I was like, 
okay, I'm just going to play both. <laughs> and <laughs> the beautiful thing was, is we had this table there that was a 10 foot, like nice giant, big piece of wood that was all one piece. And I was able to lay both of my, my board game table mats right out on it. Mm. And it just was perfect. So I, it wasn't that hard for me just to kind of play the Zimbabwe and yeah, then slip yeah, over right here there. and there. It wasn't like I had to go across the room or anything like that. And yeah, obviously I didn't pay much attention to Zimbabwe at that point because why come on wildcatters. I was, I was out to, for blood on that one. Did you make so, Ben take some loans? I made Ben take a loan. That was, uh, it was beautiful. It's just, there's no better feeling. <laughs> I mean, that, that is the greatest thing about that game. It's just making somebody take a loan. <laughs> well, I was one share away. Yeah. When you guys hit me, I was, yeah, I, one share away from having taken. I was out if somebody would have hit me at one point. <laughs> I was playing out and nobody hit me before I was able to dump. Oh, it was close. One of my favorite games of the weekend was Dune. Uh, oh, that was great. Yeah. Not Dune Imperium. No, Dune. we did play Dune Imperium. Yeah. And that's why I thought that I was gonna mm-hmm. get I was gonna get it get A to double, double dip. Dune, yeah, yeah. Double, yeah. double Dune, Dune, Dune experience. Because <laughs> I won Dune Imperium when we played that. That was one of the first games that we played. And I, I really enjoyed that. That that was fun, you know. Like I feel and like honestly, you would have. Your problem was you allied with Josh. Well, yes, and okay. that was your downfall. So let's let's talk about this real quick. So Dune surprised me, and I think honestly, going into this, uh, explaining this game, I think that I want to sell my uh, Game of Thrones game and get Dune because I think oh, yeah. Game I think of Thrones perfect it, replacement for it. Yeah, exactly. It does what I want Game of Thrones to do. I I still like the IP and think it's interesting, and it gets to it much quicker, and the mechanisms are a mm-hmm. little bit more interesting. Um, even if they are a little swingy. But what you're trying to do basically is there's up to six factions in play because it's up to a six-player game, and then you're uh, trying to control these strongholds on Dune, but you're also trying to get Spice because Spice is sort of the commodity, and you're battling just like you do in Scythe with like a power wheel based on how many troops you have, and then you have these special cards that do different things. And And your leaders. Yes, and your leaders, which have different power as well. So you're fighting, and basically there are 10 turns in the game, and you're just basically trying to win. Now, some factions have alternate win conditions. Mine was one of them because they're the Bene Gesserit. And the Bene Gesserit in the books are like future seers. They can tell the future. And so at the very start of the game, I can choose who I think is going to win and on what turn. And so I uh, I had two cards, and I one with a turn. It was turn eight, and I picked Richie to win uh, on turn eight, basically. And things were going great. I mean, like perfect for the, you. The, the first, the first turn of the game, or the first round of the game, he was he pissed Corey off basically, and so Corey, who was the emperor, they kind of got off on bad terms. And actually, what was really funny is Corey went over and, and did something, you know, did something to the kitchen, and then came back, and Corey's you know yelling at me about you know doing something or not allying with him, and I was like. Well, Richie just said, you know, that we should start doing this. And, and Richie was like, I whispered that when he was <laughs> yeah, in he the was kitchen. In the kitchen. It was just for us. <laughs> <laughs> so he was really upset about that. But but there's so these these sandworm cards can come out. And anytime those come out, you can form these alliances. And basically Richie halfway through the game formed an alliance with the spacing guild because they had all the money and Richie had all the yeah. troops essentially, or all the, the, the intrigue cards, cards yeah, and yeah, that let you kind of backstab people, which was a perfect faction for him. But then I wanted to ally and basically uh, Jake, who was sort of the good guy of the movie. He, he has special powers. Jake sort of dropped me like a bad habit and went over to Corey's side. So then I, I, the only person I could ally with was Josh. So I was like, well... No, you uh, didn't have to ally, though. I did honestly, if you didn't, you would have won the You're game. You're probably right, yeah. Wow. <laughs> You're probably right. Well, but- it's more because of his, uh, his ability, because yeah. it gave you extra movement. Yeah. Because then I- you could have just... Been like, well, I can't get down there. Yeah. Because there was a point, because uh, to win the game, you just need to, if you're allied with someone, you need to control four of the strongholds on the map. Yep. And Chad had a gigantic force, like in the polar sink. Yep. It was just in the center of the map. And he, and he was like two spaces away from one of the strongholds that I was controlling. And Tony and I had, we would have had four at the end of this round and one. But yeah, with Josh's ability... Then it brought you into question of why are you not moving that down there? Well, I did move it down there, but then he was like, why are you doing that? Because you don't have enough forces. Don't attack him. You don't have it. And Josh kept harping on it. And so finally it made Richie go, wait, wait, wait. And he's talking to Tony. He's like, when you fight him, don't, don't do more than this because 
he could, you know, it started to make Richie think that I was going to tank it, which I was trying to, was trying to tank that battle. So it would have made them win. Mm-hmm. Oh, how much it's, fun. Yeah, that sounds yeah, awesome. It was, great. it was crazy. And so, <laughs> and so of course, Josh kept talking and I'm like, shut the hell up. <laughs> yeah. There was one point where Chad said, I'm, I'm just doing this. And then he walked away from the table. I was like, he's acting real squirrely. <laughs> Tried the old get up and walk away. Huh? <laughs> oh, so You should have had like, you know, like a poker player. You should have had some glasses and a, and a hoodie, you know, <laughs> yeah. so no one could read your face. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So he, he ended up, it ended up that battle. I beat him by one. And then that was it, you know, like I could still win the game, but I didn't have the power to control the forts myself. Right, right. So, oh, how fun. That yeah. sounds awesome. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was a game. good time. And that's that's uh, that's an older game, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. Gale Force 9 got the rights and republished it, but it's like Bill Eberly. Th- these designers are the guys who did Cosmic Encounter and some okay. of the other ones. So it's been around for a while, but it's they kind of tweaked a, a few of the mechanisms, a new expansion's out with a new house, which I don't know what it adds. Uh, two new houses. Oh, that's it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, two new houses. And then we di- we didn't even play the advanced game, which is uh some more powers for everybody, but we still I mean we still had a blast. Ooh. It was good. Yeah. Great time. Nice. Nice. All right. What about you, Richie? What were uh what were some of the games you really enjoyed playing? Well, that was definitely a highlight. Uh, another highlight I got to play three games of Newsfjord with Joe Farrell. The first two were ties, and then we had to go down to a last game, and I beat him by one point. Wow. And it was Definitely the, I, I think you guys were playing coin games at the time. Yeah, we were playing, I was playing Gandhi and you guys were playing Cuba Libre, I think. Uh, Annie and Abyss. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Annie and Abyss. Yeah, we, I mean, we finished those three games like, I mean, I think they were 30 minutes apiece. <laughs> it was, <laughs> it's nice to be able to play, I mean, this whole weekend, I mean, I, only, I think I only learned about four games for the entire weekend, but the whole weekend, be able to play games where everyone at the table knows how to play, yeah, it just makes a huge difference. It is a, it's, it is nice, especially with heavier games. It's like right. you know you don't have to go through a twenty minute teach, and then a lot of times you have to hold people's hands in in those heavier yep. games. And yeah, that is really nice to be able to do that. Uh, I got to play Oath with Jake and Ben, and I'm not selling my copy now. I was real close to getting rid of my copy Oh-ho. until I played it with uh, played it with Jake and Ben, mm. and it ran smooth. It, it it was a three player game, so it only took us about a little over like an hour and a half. Okay, with the teach. Okay, and I I still want to play it at four. I still think four is the ideal player count. Okay, the but, one time we played it, Richie and I, we played it at at five, and and of course uh, the other caveat I would add is. Uh, Brent was in that game. Yeah, yes. uh, and Brent was <laughs> done with the game at yeah. that point. But I he had played it say, like four times by that point, and he was kind of done with it. You weren't here, but I was just saying, uh, and I love Brent. I love being around Brent because he's so entertaining and mm-hmm. fun. But I feel like two-player games are the best way to play a game with Brent because you don't have to pull his attention from anyone else <laughs> because he's just all over the place and he just wants to tell a joke and do this thing and show you this other thing. And so, and so, so when we played, I'll talk about this in a second, but when we played the votes for women game, it was great. Cause I mean, he was only talking to me. He was focused with me. And yeah, so that, was that I, I think we were downstairs at that point and it got really loud for a little bit. <laughs> it did. Get so loud. I didn't know if that was actually more entertaining to watch you two than play whatever game. I was <laughs> Yeah, playing. that's right. You were playing. I think you're playing brass burning. I mean, you just came and stood over us where we were yelling at each other. <laughs> I actually had to stop my game to go and watch that final moment to see who would win. And yeah, that was, that was entertaining. So, yeah. yeah. Like I said, though, I didn't really play that many new games. The one I did play a little card game that I've had since 2017, I think. Okay. Reiner Knizia, uh-huh. a little trick-taking game called uh-huh. Voodoo Prince that I think got uh-huh. re-released last year as Marshmallow Test, I think is the the okay. new name for it. Okay, Voodoo Make Prince little, sounds better, but okay. Yeah, it's but, called Marshmallow Test? I believe so. Marshmallow Test, and you get little marshmallows for the to keep track of the score. <laughs> I thought. I honestly <laughs> thought like... Richie was using an industry term, like, yeah. like, and it was released as a marshmallow test. You know, like you know, they, you, know like, you know, a marshmallow test. Yeah. They dip it in a little hot chocolate and so gaze you. You know, oh, man, that sounds really good right now. Okay, and the way that it works, depending on how many people are in the game, and we played a, a four-player game, uh, you will be able once you take a certain amount of tricks, you're out for the for that round or for that hand. And in a four-player game, it's three tricks. So once you take three tricks, you're done. Mm-hmm. And when you're done, you your score will be the number of tricks that other people have taken at that point. So if you're the first one to go out, let's say, you know, 
Chad had two tricks, Clef had one. So I'm getting three points. Yep. You don't count your own. And then the next person that goes out counts the rest that are at the table. If you are the last one to go out, you only get to count your own. So max you're going to get is three points. Or not even three, two. Yeah. One or two. Right, right. Points from it. Right. And then, so yeah, you want to be second to last to go out in the round. And then you do it. You shuffle up, deal another hand, and the person who is last to go out in the hand gets to pick Trump for the next round. Mm-hmm. Um, and you play five hands, and that's it. But it was a, a solid little card game from Reiner Canizia. And yeah. it's one that, you know, it actually had a lot of good choices in it, uh, for the most part, for especially for a trick-taking game. Right. And you had a little bit more control over it. And the other thing that was cool about it, there's two special cards in there. There's the Zero or the Voodoo Doll, uh-huh. which... Uh, in a four-player game, the highest card is a 13, I believe, 13 or 12. Uh, but if the 12 and the zero are in the same trick, the zero will win. So that's one way you can try to screw people if they're trying to you know, slough uh-huh. off with their low numbers. And then they're on the five and seven in every suit, uh, they will split the trick. So you can use that to screw or, or not to screw someone because it's just if you win with that card, you'll split the trick. But you can use that to get out really quickly. Like if you've only taken one trick and then it's just down to you two, mm-hmm. if you can win with a five or seven and then split your trick and then you're done, you're out. Solid it, little game and very little rules over it. Yeah, it gave me a little bit of a Skull King feel. And the, the, one of the things I love about Skull King is is when you you know you've made a bid of two or whatever, and you're trying to figure out when is the opportune time to you know win those tricks. You know, oh, if I win them. If I win this one, am I going to be in danger of winning more? You know, maybe I want to slough this one off. And I liked that in this Voodoo Prince where it was like, oh, well, obviously I could win now and shore up, you know, four or five points. But if I wait, you know, I might be able to get seven or eight points type of thing. So, mm-hmm. um, no, I, I really liked it. I, I, I might have to go out and, you know, give, get myself a marshmallow test. Marshmallow <laughs> test. That is the name. That, right. okay. Marshmallow test came out last year. Um, and then I'm just going to quick talk about the... Cosmic Encounter game. That was oh, my last game of the con. Seven players. Seven yeah. players. Uh, it was fantastic. But all I'm going to talk about, because we've talked about Cosmic Encounter before, is at the very end, we had the chance to have a, a six-player win. So six of us would have won, and then just Max would have been the loser, which we all thought was hilarious. Oh, that would have been fantastic. <laughs> but then, of course, Dan... Of course. He's like, I would rather lose than win with all of you. That sounds like Dan. And then he ended up losing. And then <laughs> we, we had a five player win the next the next round. So funny. Oh, that's how it should be. So. Yes, it was perfect. What was your power in that game? I, I was the mirror. So in it, when I was the main player, so either offense or defense, whenever we would play our cards down, and then I had the option to to use my power of reverse. And if I did if I did that, then it would just flip the values on the card. So if I played a four, it's really a forty. And if my opponent played a, a fourteen, it's really a forty-one. Uh, so you know, you just had a little bit of, you know, mm. you know, kind of bluffing a little bit to you know try to get them to throw in either like a low card, and then I could not use my power and hit them with a high card. Or if I just had like a nine, then I'm pretty good. Yeah, right. you're gonna yeah. play it that way. Gotcha. Uh, Dan's was hilarious. So he was the gambler, which. He got to put down his cards, not reveal it, but say what the card was. Oh, the bluffer. Isn't that what it was called? It was a gambler, but oh, it was yes. called, okay. yeah, it was called, called the bluffer. Okay. Yeah. And so like he would put down a card and he'd be like, you know, this is a 40. Right. And then you could call him on it. But if you did call him on it and you were and he actually did play a 40, you would be punished. And if if it wasn't, then he would uh, be punished. So ah, uh, it was kind of a fun, it was a fun game. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Cool. So one game, Chad, me and you got to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, Tony, he brought uh, Anno eighteen hundred, right? Yeah, which uh, for some, I've still had that on pre order from I don't know <laughs> Siberia or something for like nine months. Yeah, but uh, he got a copy of it, and we we didn't play in the same game, but we played in, in separate games. Um, why don't you tell a little bit about what that game the game is? So it is uh, it is like resource conversion the game capitalization. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so basically, you are getting a hand of cards at the start, which more to follow on that uh, kind of interesting. But then you have these different workers as well, um, and you're bored, and so these different colored workers are able to produce different starting goods on your board, and you will basically kind of put them down to use those actions on your board, and you have. 
uh, a couple of uh, multiple spots sometimes for the different actions. And so basically you're, you're kind of like combining a red worker and a blue worker on these different resource spots on your board to make something uh, of a card in your hand for points, basically. Uh, you know, like this, this uh, one card to be fulfilled needs like beer and soap or, you know, just different things. Very, very... Uh, Frequently, it didn't make sense, the combination of goods sometimes, but no, but all. you're just trying to put those together for points, and then you get to discard that card from your hand face down. Nobody knows how many points you got for it. The first person to uh, go out ends the game. Yes. Uh, they If they play all their cards, that's the that ends the game. But uh, actually, in the game I played, I wasn't the one to trigger it, but I did end up winning. But you are basically having to go to the new new world on expeditions by putting cubes kind of on ships and getting new extensions to boards and you're trying to upgrade workers. It was it was an interesting game. I, I kind of like the push and pull of it. Uh, before I say any more, Clef, what did you think about the game? Well, I, you know, a lot of people obviously asked me over the weekend and I, and I really said the same thing every single time. Um, it is, it's a clever design, you know, and as you kind of said, it is definitely resource conversion. That is really the entire game. It is get this resource to then go buy this resource to then go buy this resource and then occasionally play these cards, you know, okay? And one thing I should add but before you finish, I'm sorry I left it out. Quite often you will want to use other people's boards that have have made a thing that you haven't made. So you'll say kind of, you know, you can get some money out of this, but put, put a guy down on that action. I'm going to use that resource off your board and you'll get some money for it. And then, you know, we'll kind of go. Right. On. Right. Yeah. So basically still just using other people's resources, but you're simply just taking a little trade token off of your board. They don't do anything on their board except for they get a gold. Right. And then the gold could do different things or whatever. So, um, so like I said, Clever design. I mean, I could definitely, obviously, you know, Martin Wallace is a clever designer. There's no question about it. However, the game was way too long for what it was. This game should have been, in my opinion, half the time for what it was doing. Um, the, the, the mechanism, and I don't know, Chad was kind of speaking of it here, is every time, though, that you gained population, you would have to put more cards into your hand. Or if you went to a certain new world, you know, they added cards, these cards to your hand and that. So frequently, I mean, there was a point like we were well into the game and everybody still had, you know, our starting hands are like seven and people had like 12, 13, 14 cards in their hand. And it's like, Oh my God, when is this game going to ever end? Now, some of the cards let you discard cards, but for the most part, you know, it was just, you had to kind of then start just playing these cards. So I felt like it went on too long. And then my biggest complaint, and this is just my biggest complaint in Euro games. There's no, I do not have any care in the world about what anybody else is doing. With the exception of, I may be watching somebody's hand, you know, if they're starting to get low in cards or whatever, maybe that might be a, oh, okay, well, I better do this quick if I'm going to do it type of thing. But otherwise... I'm just kind of looking at my player board and trying to figure out what resources I want. Now I might need to look up and go, Oh, I need soap. Who has soap? Oh, okay. You have soap. Okay. I'm going to take your soap, but that's not player interaction. That's just, okay. You have a resource that I need. So, you know, but I, I didn't care who it was or what's going on. And so it just really, really, it was flat for me. I mean, it was very mm. flat. Um, I canceled my pre-order. I just, I was, I was really excited. A lot of people talking, and you know, and I'm if if this is a game you love, I'm sorry, it's not. You know, obviously, everybody likes different things, but this is just a game that I just did not think was very good, and I just for the type of Euro game that I like to play. So that that was kind of hmm. my thoughts. I don't know, Chad. I didn't yours? realize it was a yeah. uh, video game. Oh. Yeah, that's how it started out. Yeah, it's I didn't, sort of that. I, that. Uh, I don't know. It's not it's really like a city four, building. Yeah, it's not a four XE type thing. It's no. more like, and and the and the game feels like that. It feels like, hey, let's work together. I do this, you know. Mm -hmm. I take that, and you know, it, it it sort of encourages that. There's often times where you would you would rather have somebody build something than you build it yourself, and then you can just spend a trade token on on using theirs. There there quite often is that. I think that you can rush the end game a little bit. But again, it, and again, this is one play. Like the purple workers, for example, 
you, the purple workers are kind of like a higher level worker. You start out with red and blue, I believe. And then there's purple and then there's teal, which are, can be really hard to get. And you could start out with a hand that doesn't give you any purple workers, but somebody else could start out with a purple worker. So that, uh, again, there's card draw on this. So maybe there's a, an advantage there. I'm not sure, but that sort of lends itself. Like I said, to, you can kind of push the end game maybe and rush it if you have the right hand of cards. But if you don't, I'm not sure how to do that. And, and sometimes you might get a, a whole hand of cards like Clef was talking about. Holy crap. I need rubber, you know, and rubber's only in the new world. So now I have to go to the new world. And when I go to the new world, I have to draw more cards. So then I, then I draw the, the tile and that doesn't even have, it, it doesn't even have rubber as a resource on it for whatever unlucky reason. Right. But I mean, okay. But so, and I'm not sure you can rush the end of this game because you need so many resources. You've got to get more workers, which would get you the more cards. But even if you were going to do that, then it seems like to me, it defeats the purpose of the game, which is building this cool engine or whatever. See, I don't even know if I'd call it building a cool engine. I mean, you literally are just putting these tiles on your board that just give you a resource. Yeah, it doesn't ever feel like you're stacking things because yeah. you don't. that's not the way the actions work. When I think of engine building, I think of something that lets me take action upon action upon action, Sure, which you're always kind of doing the same action. You're just going to have more access to it. Because another thing that we didn't talk about is you can pull your cubes back. You can do what's called taking a festival action that you, you, the only thing you're doing is just pulling everything back and taking your workers and your trade tokens back to where uh, you can use them again if you've used them all. Right, basically. which is obviously something you're trying to avoid as much as possible. Right, That's or certainly run completely out of everything. So. Yeah, I, I just I am I'm surprised that I heard as much good about this game as I did and found it just to be a very very basic Euro game without a lot of player interaction. I think that there's some push and pull here. I do think that depending on cards, you can say, oh, I'm going to try to push and hope that I will be the first one out before these other people get a lot of cards. But you still might, again, come up against something where you're trying to complete something that you still have to draw more cards for, basically. It, it can happen that way. So, uh, like I said... I, I don't know. I would definitely play it again, but I'm not as antsy to to purchase it now. Really quick, one 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 other game I want to talk about. We alluded to it, but I am currently I got a playtest copy of Votes for Women by Tori Brown, uh, and it's being developed. There was a Kickstarter last year. It's being developed by uh, Jason Matthews as well, and it feels in some ways a lot like uh, Twilight Struggle because it is a two-player asymmetrical card-driven game, and it's been really fun to play. Now, there it's a playtest copy, so there's still some things that they're changing. But I, I kind of looked on the Kickstarter page. I can't find any late pledge because, again, it's been a while that it was um, it was out. But I would expect it, hopefully, to come to retail. Uh, I would definitely check this game out. Obviously, one side is the suffrage movement, and the other side doesn't want women to get the vote. And you're lobbying Congress and then trying to get the states to vote on it and putting political influence cubes in there. And then you you have these voting buttons that give you special powers. And yeah, it's a, it, it's a really nice game. And other than... So Clef used to say that he didn't like Twilight Struggle. He's changed, obviously. But he used to say that he doesn't didn't like Twilight Struggle because you were drawing from the same deck and cards that you might draw might not help you at all. But this one, you each have your own deck. So if that's a thing, uh, and I'd say it's it's feels heavier than Watergate and it lasts longer than Watergate. And uh, Oh, yeah, by far. Yeah, but I, I, I greatly have, uh, have enjoyed my plays of it. I, th I think it's a fun game. Well, and I got to play a couple of rounds with you there. Um, unfortunately, I had already committed to another game, and so I, uh, so Jeff and I kind of like were playing together. He left that game too, Richie. So <laughs> it's kind of become a theme. It's kind of yeah, a thing right? for you, huh? <laughs> hey, when I'm done, I'm out. I'm ready to go. <laughs> That's why he was like, "I think I played a game with everybody." I mean, I left half of them, but I think I played a game with everybody. <laughs> uh, no, no, but I. It had, for me, a little bit more, I would even say 1960 making it of a president uh, because you definitely have the the map of the U.S. and you're trying to put out cubes and, you know, that's obviously how you're trying to gain different votes and stuff like that. So this one obviously has separate decks just like making of the president, which I, I, I love Twilight Struggle now for sure. But, you know, there are points where sometimes in Twilight Struggle, you can just be like, man, 
I've drawn three hands in a row of nothing but Soviet cards, and I'm the Americans, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, this is tough, you know? Mm-hmm. Now, granted, I'm sure if you're a very good Twilight Struggle player, you can still get around things. I get it, but it still can feel a little bit deflating, where at least if you're drawing from your own deck, you know, you have feelings of, okay, well, this is what I'm, you know, these are my cards, and I'm using these type of thing. And this is going to be coming out from Fort Circle Games, and the the last one that we played from Fort Circle Games was the Shores of Tripoli. Shores of Tripoli, yeah. And so I think this is, you know, a couple steps above what uh, the Shores of Tripoli was, and I think it's meant to be, you know, I think it it, right. it, it punches above its weight. It's not meant to be as accessible as, as Shores of Tripoli was supposed to be, but I actually really like how the cards come out and the timing of these cards in this right. game as well, so... Well, and I mean, you know, certainly, you know, high praise from both me and you, but I will tell you that Brent is a hard person to impress with a game and he loved it. I mean, I've not, I think that might've been, you know, he might've had the most fun playing that game of any game all weekend long. (laughs) We were yelling Um, back and forth. Yes. It was, it was very entertaining, but um, I mean, he afterwards said he thought it was an excellent game. And to me, that's a lot of high praise because he plays you know, I mean, a lot of those type of two-player games. So that's, you know, yeah. So uh, certainly one to keep on, keep your radar uh, for. Um, I've just been told that I'm fidgeting too much over here. <laughs> and I'm the one with the energy drinks. <laughs> it's natural high, baby. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> so I guess that kind of wraps up our, our recent plays. And, you know, it was a great weekend. I mean, there was many, yeah. many other great games that we played. Um but, but you know, you I mean, know. getting to see people honestly was, you know, was nice. some of the best part of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, just, just being, I, and and it was by a lake. It was a beautiful view every oh. morning. It was just. Those, I mean, I'm sure the lake was out there. I don't, I don't know. I, never I mean, I saw it from the window, from the from afar. Yeah, we had a nice flyover at the on the last day. Clef arranged that. I, yes, I arranged a little flyover <laughs> from the Blue Angels or somebody. Was, I don't know. Was it, was, it was it was loud there for a moment. It was. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So, anyways, uh, it was a great weekend. And uh, stay tuned. Information coming on PPCon. Stay tuned. <laughs> wow. Should I, should I say that? I mean, yeah, if go you're going to follow it. up. Yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> following up. I mean, everyone no, stay on so top of Clef. Stay on. Yeah. I'll have more information coming soon on an official Punchboard Paradise Con. Wow. I don't know if we're allowed to call it PPCon since Blue Peg, Pink Peg technically call theirs PPCon. So. Oh, do they? I think so. So somebody told me is they call theirs PPCon. Oh, because it's oh, Piranha, Piranha Pig. Pig. Oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, okay. You know what? I, I think so. Um, we can have double. You know, theirs stands for Piranha Pig and ours stands for actual PP. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nonetheless, information coming soon. Not saying the con's coming soon. I'm just saying the information is coming soon because I want to make sure to have everybody have a good opportunity to be able to plan. And you know, obviously, uh, you know, I think. Maybe we'll do a uh, maybe we'll do a little something so that we can pay for a plane ticket for Ben Maddox to come over uh, and fly in. He says Omaha's one of his first stops in the states. Uh, you know, okay. I mean that would be absolutely amazing, right? Ben come over, that would just be oh. great. Anyways, uh, yeah, so that's all I got. So it's time to look in our mailbag and see what questions we have from our listeners. All right, we got a question from Caleb, and he wants to know, how many times do you play a board game before it leaves your, your collection? Or, you know, do you have a, a threshold of how many times you have to play it before you consider getting rid of it? That's an interesting question. And I know, <laughs> Clef, yeah. you get rid of a lot of games. But uh, Clef plays a lot of games. He also does play too. a lot of games, yeah. yeah. So I'm curious uh, if you have a, a number or... I don't have a specific number. If I play a game and it is a stinker after one play, I will not give it another try. I mean, I will just put it directly to the sell shelf. But then there are games that I will play multiple times because maybe I feel like maybe I missed something or maybe I just I liked it okay and eventually hitched my sell shelf. So I don't know if I have an exact number really that I would You ever say. not finish a game and sell it? Yes. <laughs> multiple times all right multiple all right. times uh, i've yeah. never finished a game of crusaders and i sold that <laughs> i remember that uh, yeah and you tried to play that like two or three times i did yeah i tried to, multiple because i was like okay you maybe backed I'm that doing didn't you i backed it on kickstarter yeah, and it was a beautiful kickstarter it was that. beautiful but the game was just 
dreadful. Yeah. Uh, I mean, when my wife is like, this game is bad, that's when I know. It's I mean, not I a good like, sign. Oh, it's not a good game. So, yeah. Yeah, I should say, yeah, I don't even have to have a complete play. If it's just not hitting the buttons, there's too many good board games for me to yes. spend that time. Now, somebody who only buys a couple of board games a year, that might be a much different story. You might want to really, you know, you want to do a lot of research, and then you want to play a game a lot before maybe it hits the shelf. So. Sure. I don't know. Yeah, what about yeah. you, Chad? I mean, do you have a certain number? Uh, no, because uh, first of all, I don't get nearly as as many plays as, as you do. I just don't, you know. Um, I just don't have uh, the people to play with either in my family or the time to do it during the week uh, that you do. And so uh, I still have plenty of games, but some of them just, I have to say, oh, these aren't getting played. They've It's got to go, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't sell... Consequently, I don't sell as many because I keep going. Gosh, I haven't played that yet. I feel really bad that I purchased something that I'm then just going to turn around and sell again. Sure. But it happens uh, because you know sometimes you're. I've stopped doing it as much, but sometimes you get real optimistic about what what you're going to get played. You know, <laughs> that is true, and I'm I'm hitting that again because Knox. I've I've taught him Lattice, uh, Battle Sheep, and Labyrinth here recently, so. It's getting that, you know, the acquisition disorder popping up and you know, like, you know, what? I could get this game. I could get this game for him. Mm. And it's, I mean, we already have 300 plus games. I, I probably don't need to buy any more games. If you're like, <laughs> buddy, you like games about the war in Europe, don't yeah. you? Come on, I know you do. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm in between you two as far as number of plays that I get in. But I, I have gotten rid of several games that I've never gotten a chance to play. You know, if it sits on my shelf for, you know, over a year of not getting played, then I start looking at it, you know, it's got to go, mm. uh, even if I don't get a chance to play it. Mm. Now, see, that is one thing. I I still have a copy over on my shelf of Bativia or Batavia or something like that mm-hmm. that is a queen game that, like, five years ago, Amazon had that, oh, my God, deal where you were getting, like, queen games for, like, five bucks or whatever. Yeah. And I bought, like, eight of them. And I am going to play each and every one of those if it kills <laughs> me, and that's the last one. And probably, I mean, I remember I forced you guys to London play like markets, London Markets. Oh, which was, my God, was bad. You know, It was horrible. Yeah. That game I could have sold but before see, we this, finished it. This is where you just need to throw it away. Well, or give no, it to the Goodwill. I'm gonna, but I'm going to play that copy of Bativia if I have to. At some point, I'm going to play it. <laughs> it's but not worth I, it. on the flip Josh side. Is, are you going to play with Josh? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Josh would play it. Jo- yeah. Josh play anything. He's like Mikey. You know, Mikey yes. likes it. You know? <laughs> I love that about Josh. <laughs> um, but I'm also in the, you know, and I think you guys, well, maybe Richie, you're more of this. I don't need a lot to buy a game either. I mean, like, I'll be halfway through a game, and if I like it, I'm ordering it right then and there. Yeah. I'm trying to get it. You know, I'm I mean? trying to get better about it. Yeah. Yes. Uh, like, I played Frederick this weekend, and I'm like, I got to get a copy of Frederick, you know? And of course, my friend Dan, you know, he's like, why do you need to buy a game that three of us in our group have that you can play at any time? And it's only, what is it, three player? Uh, for, well, F- Frederick four is player. four player. Maria mm. is three. Okay. Uh, I think he was actually saying that about Maria when I was acquiring it. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, okay, so if you didn't have it, would you be saying that? He's like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's weird. But yeah, yeah I'm in the same way. Yeah, I really Richie. enjoyed Maria. Yeah. And you know who I'm going to play Maria with? You and Dan, Me and Dan, yeah, Brent, <laughs> most you know, likely, that's it. Yes. You know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you all but have yet, a copy. You gotta have it. I don't know. Yeah. It's just it's it's one of those things. You, yeah, for Richie, know. I mean, all it takes is like five milligrams of melatonin. That's <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. He'll be buying yeah, it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I probably worse than y'all because I will buy. Uh, I will buy 18xx games. You guys don't have them, but you guys aren't going to play them. So I, I have to go like stop on street corners and start asking people if they want to play with. Hey, me. you want to play a little 18xx? What is that? Come I on get over. It. Come on over. With all those, is it all aboard? Is that who's redoing? Yeah, yeah. I love those boxes. That 1882 one. Is that the green one? Yep. Yeah. I, I, I'm tempted to buy it, throw everything out, and then like store my Age of Steam maps in it. Oh. That sounds like a wonderful idea. It's a, it's a very it. pretty box. I just got the tile trays for 1822. They have a little plastic tile trays so they can all sit in there really nice. And I just got uh, 18 New England as well, which is an incremental cap game. And I, I, I love it. I mean, I love it, but you know. Do, do any of them have solo modes? Uh, 1862 <laughs> does, but not, <laughs> yeah, it does. Wow. All yeah. Right. And actually a pretty decent one, but, uh, that's one of like 12. True, <laughs> so true. Well, that was a great question, Caleb. Thank you. For yeah. That thanks one. Caleb. Yeah. Thanks. Right. Well, I think it might be time to do a little drafting. Richie, let's get that draft music going. 
pumped. All right, let's do it. <laughs> How do we draft here on Punchboard Paradise, Richie? So Punchboard Paradise, we like unique lists. That's why we draft. Uh, we're going to do a serpentine draft, which all that means is if you draft last in the first round, you will draft first in the second round. We're going to roll off to see who sets the order and who gets to draft Q first. Nine. Two. Oh, oh my God. Chad finally. didn't win a roll. <laughs> my luck has worn, For worn, once. run out. All right. Well, let's just go uh, okay. counterclockwise. Okay. All right. All right. So I'm going to go first, uh, and I'm just going to start. With my cue, that's the that's the that's the <laughs> like weakest. A good please idea. please yeah. don't pick my cue because I only have one on my list. I didn't see yours. Okay. I know Chad saw it. Okay, right now, yeah, so it's okay. well. There's one that I can choose to win. Yes, to try to win. It would be a flat win. There's no way it's, you would lose. That's it. not on your list, is it? Nope. I didn't think so. Um, so the other one that I really like, uh -huh. and I just played not too long ago, is QE. Oh yeah. Oh, I forgot that's about a good QE. One. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, so QE, which is a little auction bidding game right and i just got to play this with uh joe farrell michelle and uh, joy forstead and uh, in this game you are countries and you have unlimited funds available to you and you are bidding on these different industry tiles and just like high society where you know whoever spent the most at the end of the game is just automatically out uh, which was me last game and <laughs> I, I can't even believe that it's like they're imaginary loan cubes in this game <laughs> yes <laughs> i blame uh pharaoh because he he started like the first bit i think he won with like three hundred thousand dollars or something like uh -huh. that oh wow um, so i'm and then i i went a little crazy <laughs> yeah. thinking that i was fine and i was not uh but yeah i mean that's the game you play over i think it's five rounds or something like that but it's a fun little auction game and uh, you can write with, whatever amount you want right whatever amount you want oh. yeah and it works. It, it it seems like it might not work when you hear the rules, uh, but it, it really does work. And uh, you know, whatever group you're playing with, you'll you'll tighten down to mm -hmm. whatever you know. You might be bidding millions, or you might just be bidding right. twenty, thirty dollars. So, and that was uh, reprinted by Board Game Tables uh, yes. yep. company. So yep. yeah, yep. It was uh, yeah. That, that's a good one, Richie. I had that on my list. So yeah. all right. So that's my Q game. So if I just leave the softball for Chad, then that just means Chad I mean, he wins. will most likely win. And I should, I mean, Jessica would be sad that I didn't pick it. That's one I of know. her favorite games. Yeah. Well, who knows? Maybe Chad doesn't pick it either. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to grab an R because I actually was surprised that I didn't have a lot of R's on my list. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, I don't know if that's just, you know, I mean, there was maybe there was quite a bit of R's, but nothing that really was like jumping out at me. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm going to pick uh, my R and this is, you know, one of my favorites. And especially this has a couple of expansions to just, you know, make it amazing. And I'm going to take Russian railroads, just an absolute blast of a worker placement game where <laughs> if you like points, you're going to like this game because, you know, you uh, definitely an engine builder. You know, you start off and you've kind of got a few tracks and you're doing a few, th you're moving up the tracks and maybe getting the industry going and then you continue to move. And then, boy, by those, some of those last turns, I mean, you are just scoring in the hundreds and it's just, it's a lot of fun, but it's very competitive in the fact that you, you know, which worker placement spot you choose to take. Uh, you can use money to go to certain spots and you can also use money as meeples. And sometimes it's like, oh, do I, do I spend the money to do this action now? Or is it better for me to hold my money? It, uh, you know, one thing is, has no luck in it. There's, there's no luck mm -hmm. in the game. There's no randomness whatsoever. Everything is, is right there in front of you. So it's a very, uh, um, you know, I, I don't know if I'd call it thematic necessarily because, you know, your rails are kind of abstract of how you're doing it, but I still just have always had an enjoyable time with this game. This game will never leave my collection. Um, I know the Ultimate Edition is coming out here soon, which I'm a little bummed because it has an expansion in it, but I don't want to buy the whole thing. But, boy, after the Grand Austria, you know, uh, fiasco, I'm, I'm a little yeah, worried to miss out on some of these things. Yeah. So, But anyway, so my number one pick is going to be Russian Railroads. That was a great pick. Uh, my copy got played this weekend a couple of times. Uh, I didn't get to play it myself, but yeah, that's always one of my favorite games, and that was top of my R list, so that was a good get. All right, Chad, uh, go ahead with the swing. I am going to take S first. Not that it matters which letter I choose since I get two back-to-back, -back, but I'm going to take S first because it's just it's important to me, and it's you know one of the tops on my list. I have to take it, and that's Skull King. I mean, we all enjoy Skull King so much. 
uh, as a group. And, you know, if there's any question of playing a filler later at night, that's one of the ones that almost always crops up. And it's just, it's great. We even have our own little variants for how we want to play it now. And, you know, just little interesting twists on it and just love it so much. And now with the, uh, the new copy with the whale, just, you know, uh, it's just such a fun time to play. It, it feels like part trick taking game and part party game when we get it going mm-hmm. on the table. Yeah. I still need to play with the whale. Oh, uh, I haven't the whale had a chance is, yet. It's so amazing. Fun. And if you ever want a good variant, just after round five, just start doing blind bidding. You have the option to blind bid and uh, it's yep. double. Double whatever negatives you'd get Positive or, or negative, whatever yes. positives. <laughs> and it is such a fun way to play. It's so fun if you bid zero and all of a sudden you open up your hand, you got three pirates on the Skull King. You're like, how am I going to get out of this? Oh, wow. so, so much fun. Wow. <laughs> all right. Good pick, Chad. Excellent, excellent game. All right. What else you got? My next pick is going to be a game that I played twice this weekend. Uh, just like anything else, I, I still had trouble remembering the rules, but uh, I really still love this game. Uh, every time I play it, the the mechanisms really drive it for me. I just really like what I'm doing in the game, but it's also agonizingly painful at times, especially when the crazy gonzo auction is done really well. And that's Tramways. Uh, Tramways by Elvin Viard is, is going to be my T. And I our, thought Clef was going to... S- Try to snake this out from underneath you. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I probably should have. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been I really fantastic. like this game. Right? <laughs> it, it is so good. And, and I played it with Clef this this weekend, and we uh, we had a blast. Uh, it So there was one building, and it was consequently the one that you need to score endgame points that didn't come out on the board the way he put the board together. So then Brent and I proceeded to completely lock him out of getting, oh, get, getting screwed. to the building. I was in such bad shape and I knew it at some point. I was like, there is no way. But I, I really like the way that deck building works in this game and taking stress and trying to decide how you're going to use them. And then, you know, it can be really tight, not just the auction, but I was biting my nails because I could not get cards into my deck that made let me go where I wanted to go too. I mean, so Richie, this is absolutely. I mean, I've had some bad things, you know, some like games that I was like, ah, I don't like it. Now I do. There is none that I I have to apologize to Chad like over <laughs> complete one eighty on this one. <laughs> it is absolutely one of the best games I've ever played. I really, really, really enjoy it. The stress is so good. The just, you know, everything about it is so cool of how they did it. And that auction is brutal. I mean, talk about just brutal. Richie, I guarantee it. Once we actually teach you and play it again, you're going to be ready. Like, I'm ready. You're going you're gonna to have to do a little. Uh, sorry, Chad. So all right, all right, I'm already right. doing it. We've but, already you know, we've done it. More yeah, than done once, it. so I'm fine <laughs> with that. He's used, used to it. But hey, now. we're never going to do it on 18xx. No, never going to happen. So those are my picks. That's okay. Tramwave by Album Viard. I think for my next pick, I'm going to go with my S pick. And this one will probably just absolutely, you know, not gain me any votes whatsoever. But I might vote for you. You might vote for me. Yeah, and I was hoping you wouldn't take this. I it is. I don't understand why people don't like this game. It is so good. It is. There's tense and tension in the in the dice that you're taking. Yeah. Yeah. There's what you know. You have so many different things to do. There's just great player next. Now, I will say, I like it at lower player counts. Or certainly, I'd want people yes. to know what they were doing. I've I've played a four player game kind of teaching and it can be a little bit of a slog in that situation, but this is creepy um, face. The game, isn't it? This is creepy face. The game <laughs> also known as Santa Maria. And, uh, I kind of almost wish that they would do a republishing with a better, just a different theme, different and, theme yeah. and get rid of those stupid, happy points. And I mean, yeah. just make like that. Make it just easily be a city or town building, building game. game yeah. And, but, I don't care about the bad happy faces, the creepy happy faces. I don't care about the the, th- the just the game is just straight good Euro mechanisms that just a lot of, you know, you can have some good combos sometimes when you're bringing those dice, you know, and it's like a, it's a tile placement game, which people love yeah. tile placement games. Tile placement, and, dice drafting. Yeah, dice drafting. I mean, it is absolutely, but for some reason, Richie are the only two that really love this game. And I mean, I, I know there's a couple of punch punchers out there that like it, but um it didn't do very much and i mean not many people know about it 
the expansion. We, we haven't even played with all the pieces of the expansion. No, yet. yeah. We still have that one we major still, part that big of the thing expansion we still that we need to, do. to play. Yeah. Um, now, if you play with the governor, whew, wait, what? your brain it's might tough. melt. But yeah. yeah. But such a great game. Fantastic. I have to pick it. It's So Santa Maria is my number two pick for S. Yeah. Back to you, Richie. Yeah, I was afraid that uh, you would take that there. I was, I was leaving something out there for you, hoping that you would come around. Because I, I honestly think that when Clef plays Root again, that he will truly enjoy it. I don't even yep. just, <laughs> I don't, I'm not messing around. I'm not doing this just for the podcast. I think he will actually enjoy the game. I'm thinking I'm afraid to play it again. <laughs> not, the way he said that, not messing around, not wanting anybody to have the worst day ever. Yeah, <laughs> oh, boy. oh, man. That's such a great show. Uh, if you have not seen, I think you should leave now. From Tim Robinson on Netflix. Go oh, watch it. Yeah. So good. But watch it like 14 <laughs> times because you won't laugh. And so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, there are certain skits that definitely you have to watch like 14 you times. You have to but, watch them yeah. a few times. To, yes. <laughs> so anyway, uh, the moral of the story is if you have a chance to pink root, you do it. Yes, <laughs> yes you, you do. do. <laughs> <laughs> and I have that chance. So I'm taking root. All right. I and There was no way I was taking root away. No, I, yeah, I figured so. Uh, and I got to play it this week, and I played terribly, but it was still a fantastic game. That was um, probably the most played game of I the, think it was, yeah. of the weekend, oh, yeah. I think. Four yeah, or five definitely. times, at yeah. least. Yeah, yeah, and at high player counts. Ours, and, ours was a five-player game. I think there was uh, two six-player games, for right. sure. I think the, uh, we, we call them the boys, but they're, you know, they're, they're men now. They're all yeah. over, you know, 21. But um, they even would grab Dan's copy and just go play yeah, it themselves. Play it. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, that's how they, how much they love it. Um, it's probably one of the more popular games that were there for sure. Yeah, it's fantastic. And we, I mean, we were talking about the new expansion that's coming out in January, and yeah, we're all excited about it. And there should be at least two more Kickstarters, uh, and then I think they said they're going to wrap it up at that point. But yeah, Root's just a fantastic game. And if you are interested in coin, and you're just going to get a, like a little taste of the way the system works, mm-hmm. I think that uh, Root's a good entry point. Yeah, so, that's a good, that's a good pick. Yeah, good pick. I mean, I've already. You know, said tramways was much better than for Chad. I'm not, you know, I've got to wait six months before I start yeah, saying yeah, Root's yeah, a yeah. better kid. <laughs> All right, what's your next pick, Richard? All right, for my next pick, I'm going to go. This is one where, uh, honestly, I, I bought it, I sold it, and then playing Gaia Project made me interested again in Terra Mystica. And I started playing Terra Mystica again, and I just got everything back for Terra Mystica because I've been really enjoying that. Uh, my brother-in-law uh, picked up a copy. Uh, he's really into it. My cousin-in-law is also into it. So it's one that I've been playing a lot more here recently. The The latest expansion for it, The Merchants, adds a nice new wrinkle uh, as far as like you, you kind of want to be near people just for the trading aspect of it as well. Uh, so yeah, Terra Mystica is a, a fantastic game. Uh, one that, honestly, I think you can own both Guy Project and Terra Mystica, especially with that Merchant expansion. So. Mm. Very cool. I, I'd definitely be willing to play Terra Mystica again. It's been a long time, you know, and obviously I've played a lot of Gaia projects since then. And yeah. I still, you know, Clans is still my f- my favorite of that type that that I like. But uh, yeah, I'd much I'd be up especially with that expansion. I'd be I'd be interested in playing Terra Mystica. So. Good right. pick. Good yeah. pick. Alrighty. I think that, that root and Terra Mystica are solid. Those are strong. Yeah, those are very strong. Okay. Uh, all right, so back to me for my third pick, and I'm going to take my tea and. With sugar or uh, just black? A little whiskey in it, actually. Oh, okay. Ooh, all right. So, yeah. No, I'm kidding. I, I don't like whiskey at all. Um, <laughs> so for my tea, this is this is kind of surprising. I, I mean, I thought I could go the just for here nowadays, you know, and just strong, boom, little Twilight Struggle and say it was an amazing game, which it is, okay? But I'll tell you what game I have been so enjoying and honestly, I felt like I would like to have brought it this weekend, but I didn't want to play it at four players and I didn't want to teach it. So that's why I didn't bring it. But this game I've been playing a lot here lately, two or three player. And I just still think this is such a well done game. I, I, sometimes I just think that there's just one little thing missing to make it like a top 10 game for me. But it still is such an amazing game that I love. And that's Tricarion. Oh, wow. This is another. <laughs> sorry, cow, Chad. right? Yeah. Is that wow. not amazing or what? But this game has really 
really growing on me. I'm jealous that you've been playing it. I wish you would have brought it because I would have been all in this weekend. But, but like I said, I was like, I didn't want to teach it. Yeah. There was no right, way right, I wanted right. to teach it. Yeah. Mm. That's I think that's one of the big things is teaching it is is a bear, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean that's any mind clash game really. Yeah. That's true, true. Yeah. But I mean I feel like I can teach an acrony easier than I much easier than it's I can just teach that Karen, performing but. thing. Yeah. It's well, just the performing, performing thing, thing and then it's very hard to tell somebody how to set their cards up, you know, I mean there's there's a lot of mm. hidden information yeah. but but the thing that I love about it the most is that you first thing you have to do is say where you're going to go before yeah. anything happens. Yeah. Then you reveal your cards and you look over and you go, okay, Chad's going downtown and Richie's going to, you know, the dark alley. And okay. So, okay. So am I going to do that? Because you get those extra action points, you know, if you go there earlier or later and that just is something, there's just so much in the game. And the last time I played it, I played with, there's a two player, uh, thing a dahlia's gift or something i think it's yeah. called doll guards yep. doll guards gift and it actually gives you cards of where it marks them off for the two-player game and yeah. that was really cool yeah and my brother-in-law brian and i were playing and we we're like this is so cool because now it's not just okay you got the the worst and the best you know it was like oh sometimes you might have the two best you might have the two worst you know and just even made it more uh, yeah i don't know maybe I don't even know who I was three years ago. Let's not even, that guy, <laughs> he's dead to me. That guy is dead to me. Dead. Oh. Carry on. Trad, you're up. Oh, man. I, I just, yeah. Wow. That was shocking. Yes. I know, right? And I mean, I did buy a copy as well. But <laughs> <laughs> I haven't played it yet, so I don't have to say sorry I'm just yet. hoping like someday you're like, yeah, I, Chad, I bought 1846. And I, uh, okay. All right. <laughs> so hard. Uh, well, so I guess the ones that I have left are my Q and my R. My R is actually, I'm, I'm kind of agonizing over it because I have a few that I could pick. But uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to say just because just I have to go with a, for me, what I, I feel like the more I play it, the more I appreciate it. And that's just Race for the Galaxy. The way you talk about an engine builder, and I think it just has to come back to that. You know, this is one of the classic engine builders. Tom Lehman knew what he was doing. I mean, he really made a, a great game in this. Yes, the iconography is a little bit challenging, especially if it, it it's one of the, you know, newer, if you're newer to board games. But such a great game. And the expansions really put nice little wrinkles in it. And not all of them, mind you, but some of them are very good. It's It's what a lot of games still try to be. So I think Race for the Galaxy has to be my pick for the R. Okay. Good it's all a pick. pick. Yeah, good game. Uh, and then my Q, I mean, look, I, I'm not going to lie. I have QE at the top, and then I have some other Qs that I barely remember playing. <laughs> and then there's Quirkle. I uh, also wrote down Quirkle. Yeah. That was the, I'm in real trouble. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if we go to Quirkle, yeah. all engines are red. Uh, yeah, so I, I'm going to take Quacks. Because honestly, this is the, when it's, when it's a Euro type game that my son is excited to play, it's Quacks. Uh, he really likes that because he he likes watching me flip out when I just have totally bad draws out of the bag. <laughs> he thinks that's the funniest thing ever. Uh, and and you know we have an expansion for it and everything too. It's a it's a fun little time, and everybody in the family has a good time playing it. And so I'm happy when everybody in the family is excited about a game and it's not Munchkin. So I'm gonna go with Quacks of Quedlinburg for my Q pick. This is one of Jessica's favorite games, and we've been playing a lot lately because we picked up the Alchemist expansion, yeah. which I would actually recommend. Right, exactly. It, it, Gives you a little focus, and everyone can have a different patient that they're trying to treat. So uh, it works pretty well. I mean, it's definitely one of those games. The first few times I played, it, I thought it was very enjoyable, and I and I liked it. I mean, it just became very, you know, samey to me. I mean, there's just not a lot going on after that, and you're just kind of look. But I, heck, I I'm in the minority once again on that. I know a lot of people love this game, so great pick. So that leaves me with my cue, and I'll tell you, whew. There is not a lot of, and I forgot about QE because, boy, that would have been a definite, uh, th that probably would have been the top of the list. But, yeah, unless I can say a queen game and then name a, a No, that doesn't <laughs> no. work. But this is actually a queen game that right, I am that, going to that name. Right, yeah. Yeah, but it actually starts with a Q. And this game is, is was Queen's Architect. And I know there's some crickets out there right oh, now. Really? Like, I do oh, remember okay. this. Sure, yeah. Um. Now, I eventually got rid of this game, but not because I didn't like it. It just, I, I played it probably, I'd say four or five times at least. And 
I'll be honest, I'm going to be a little hazy here on but remembering, but the cool thing was is you had a little dial and when you would send your people to do these different actions, you would have to rotate that and then they would get kind of weaker or sometimes they would even get stronger depending on where, you know, there was a sweet spot. And so you were always trying to kind of get it in that sweet spot and then you could go rest and you could, you know, have them rest up and different things like that. And you were, and then you were kind of moving around this board and doing, you know, normal Euro E type of conversions and, you know, just scoring points from that. But I always thought it was a neat little mechanism for a, you know, for a, just a basic type of Euro game. And uh, yeah, that's what you get. For the letter Q for me is Queen's Architect. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Richie, finish us off. All right. Well, uh, my two S's that I wrote down were, were taken. So <laughs> I had to go back and look. And I'm going to go uh, with the... I, I can tell you a game that then I think you could overtake Chad with it. Well, tell me after I pick it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick what I'm going to pick. Okay. All right. Uh, then I want to hear what... Okay. The, what the game that I thought. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going with Star Realms. It's something that I play basically every Friday while I watch my kids swim. And, <laughs> uh, it's, Aren't you supposed to be watching your kids swim? Well, they, they have an instructor in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm there just okay, to, you okay. know, for transport. Um, uh, it's a pure deck builder, but it's, I mean, it's really the only pure deck builder that like I still play. Cause Jessica will play it. Uh, you know, I probably can teach Knox this soon. I don't know if oh, you yeah. can hold Finn, it. Finn picked oh. up on this. Yeah. Deck builders are actually easier for kids yeah. to, to play. I don't know if you can sure. hold a hand of cards without destroying them, but we'll try that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a pure deck. It has like a thousand expansions. Uh, the, the, the ones that for me that stand out are the commander decks, which give you your own individual deck and your own, uh, not player power, but basically like your own little starting deck mm -hmm. to go in with. Uh, but yeah. Uh, it's a game that I probably play a lot more on my phone than I do in real life, but uh, Star Realm. So what's the what's the that I could? I was gonna say scythe. Scythe. Yeah. Scythe. Yeah. Yeah. I, just, yeah, I, I, I don't didn't think, say you should pick it. No, no, I, no, just, I know, I know. Yes, I, I, it's a very popular game. That, out that there, is true. So, yeah, I had so. I had Steak Elm on my list. I would imagine. I mean, it yeah. was in your top ten of all time. I just like played that this ago. weekend. Yeah. and I also had uh, if I if I. If I could have get gotten you guys to play it, I had Stevenson's Rocket on there too. <laughs> uh, is uh, is Sekigahara on your list? Oh no, <laughs> uh, I had Sekigahara. I also had Shakespeare, another oh, yeah. Euro that yeah. I absolutely yeah. love. Uh, Targi was another one uh -huh. I had for T, and then uh, Railroad Evolution oh, sure. was yes. another one. Yep. And uh, pretty much, if somebody would have taken Russian Railroads, I would have just taken Railroad. Yeah, Revolution. yeah. yeah. So uh, Twa good. was the only one that has not been mentioned that mm -hmm. I also had on mine as okay. well. So. Uh, you know what? I, and I didn't mention it just because of how much I love tramways, but I know I know it's a party game, but like Time's Up, it's just such a classic. I Absolutely. never bring that game out mm -hmm. and, and have, I mean, if you know what the game is, you already know if you're going to like it or not like it, but I've never brought that game out with people that like a good party game and have it go, you know, yeah. poorly. It's yeah. just so fun. Yeah. It's hard to beat for a party game. Absolutely. Okay, so real quick, I'll just do the recap here. All right, so Richie uh, took QE, Root, Terra Mystica, and Star Realms. Strong. Chad had Skull King, Tramways, Race for the Galaxy, and Quacks of Quedlinburg. And I had Russian Railroads, Santa Maria, Tricarion, and the Queen's Architect. You've got two really good ones on there. It's wild to hear you say Tricarion. I know. It's crazy to me. <laughs> I feel like up is down right now. <laughs> there we go. Hey, Punch Bunch. Are you tired of having all your resources and chits all over the table? Well, do I have a solution for you? Magnetic hex trays from 3D Bitspace. They will keep your table organized and be a huge space saver. So head on over to 3dbitspace at etsy.com and order yours today. And if you mention Punchboard Paradise, you're going to get a free hex tray. All right. Are we ready to put a bow on this episode? Punch Punch. That's a lot of games and a lot of time. Uh, be thankful that you didn't have to hear some of the other stuff that was on this podcast. But uh, hey. What if they want to hear other stuff that was on this podcast? <laughs> what if they want to? Oh, I guess that they could uh, they can solicit Richie for the uh, 
for the uh, unedited footage yeah. on uh, Patreon. Yeah. So he'll go on Patreon. Our patrons will get a little a little they're gonna, bonus. They're going to get a little bonus for a little yes. extra part of an episode oh, that had gosh. nothing to do with board games. Absolutely, absolutely nothing, nothing to do. It wasn't even. And now people are going to be like, "Oh, I need to hear no. what what total craziness they were up to." Hey, they can. It's easy. It's a little bit of a downer. A dollar a month, and you can hear us. Richie and I talk about Age of Steam, and then you can hear. And then yeah. you hear. Yeah. yeah. Downer. It was just a. It was just. I mean, well, it wasn't a. It's a. It's a downer to start a board game podcast. Right. Okay. Yeah, yes. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, irrespective, <laughs> like, irrespective of all that, yeah. uh, I hope that you know what I. I hope if you're out there and you're listening, I hope that you get to play some games. I hope that you get some uh, some time, some peace, and some quiet, some time with uh, friends and family and all that good stuff. Uh, just like we got to have this weekend. I, I wish that for you, but in the meantime, please take care of yourselves. Punch, punch, take care of each other. All right, everybody have a great night. Thanks for listening. Punchboard Paradise would like to thank our loyal listeners as well as the publishers and designers that have provided review copies. You can find us at punchboardparadise at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at punchboarders. We are on Instagram at punchboard paradise and Facebook at punchboard paradise. Welcome to Punchboard Paradise. Coming to that was bad. Let me <laughs> a little bit of a yeah. uh, <laughs> Welcome to Punchboard Paradise. Still doesn't sound right. Welcome to Punchboard. God, why does it sound so real weird? Yeah, what the... is, yeah, he is, right? Punchboard, board, I... <laughs> <laughs> This is what belongs at the end. Board, The problem was you got too relaxed this weekend. I think that's it. You're like, oh, board. And I'm like, Hey, I'm Chad. Punchboard, punchboard. Punch <laughs> Welcome to Punchboard. <laughs> and honestly, I think we already have it because he did it and then he stopped. But I, I wasn't going to say anything about that. <laughs>